Uh, one of our elders is going to share the word with us this morning. One of the roles of an elder is to be able to teach the word. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily up in front of a bunch of people. Sometimes it's just one-on-one or in smaller settings. But um, from time to time, we do think it's important to have elders share, especially if God's put something in the heart from the word to share, that we think it's important for you to know who our elders are and hear directly from our elders. And so this morning, one of our elders, it's our, our longest elder, right? You're the longest one. The longest standing elder with, with the biggest hat collection that I know of. Maybe CJ might be able to compete, but it's close, right? Um, is this morning from the word from the psalm, uh, John DeHaan is going to be bringing the word. So I'm going to uh, have John come up. He's going to pray for us and share the word with us. I think this is supposed to be working. That song um, set a fire down in my soul, I think. Gosh. You know, God, you've set a fire in me, and only you can quench it. You have made me heart sick for you. And that song just starts, oh gosh, gets me going. Um, anyway, uh, you know what? I got to have glasses or it's over. Um, yeah, the, I, the other song too, how, with the line, hallelujah, I'm not alone. I mean, that is like uh, right on um, the message today. It's like, how did this dude know? Well, the Holy Spirit knows. So anyway, the scripture that uh, uh, I chose is probably one of my favorites. Um, I have a lot of favorites, <laughs> but this is one of them. This is one of them at the top. Um, it's from Psalm 27, verse 4, and it says this: One thing I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek: that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in his temple, or to seek him in his temple. There's something about when you make God, it's happening all the time with me, so I'm learning it too. There's something when you make him your singular focus, when you train, you empty your head. You get quiet, and what happens to your whole person? Um, one person said, when you make him your a magnificent obsession, uh, God. Um, how, you know, we go to the Lord lots of times, and we have, I, I need your peace, or I need your answer for this, or I need... I'm hurting in this area. He knows every single bit of it. And he says, bring it, bring it. But, then it, but when, when we just sit and are quiet and calm and he, he's our singular focus, it's almost like all that other stuff, uh, the song says, grows strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. 
it's still important. Those things are still there, but somehow they're transformed because we've been with him. Um, thinking of that, making him your singular focus, uh, remind me when Peter uh, got out of the boat, as when he was going to walk on the water like Jesus was walking on the water, his singular focus was, Jesus! He was like, yes! And he starts out, and that singular focus started, oh, the waves, oh no, help, help! And he starts sinking. So I just think of that. When he's when he's our singular obsession, our singular focus, those things are, yeah, I won't finish my sentence. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, the psalm itself, uh, King David wrote it. Um, that's really significant, that King David wrote it, because uh, thinking of money, <laughs> King David... He was so fabulously wealthy, it was out of control. I was trying to think, who, who could we liken to the wealth that he had? Um, you know, imagine owning a, an NBA team, uh, an NFL team, a Major League Baseball team, all at the same time. That's, that's the wealth. David, I would venture to guess... Uh, in the world at that time, uh, David was probably one of the wealthiest on the whole planet. Um, and he wasn't just wealthy, he was powerful. Uh, Israel, geographically, is on a, uh, a trade route of the known world at that time. So every major trade that had to take place had to go through Israel up and down through Israel. So David, and he, David's this powerful king. He's got these massive armies and everything. He's got all kinds of power. And then, and yet, here's the, here's the kicker. that He says, one thing I ask of God, one thing he asks that he would Dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life, and gaze. He's got, he's got everything, and he says that. Um, so I started thinking, okay, what was he lacking? What what was it that still, with all everything he had, he could he still had that obsession going? Um, I also thought of it. There was a famous musician. And I can't remember if it was a singer or, or they played an instrument. They had fame, they had wealth, popularity and everything. And they're reflecting back on how high a level they had gotten to. And their question was, is this all there is? Is this all there is? So I'm wondering if David is kind of thinking, yeah, is this, is this it? Is this it? And he, he, so he writes this psalm. Um, he also said this in Psalm 62, verse 1, My soul finds rest in God alone. My soul finds rest in God alone. And I, then that made me think, okay, where do people go to find rest? 
you know, for their soul? Or where do they go to find uh, restoration in their person of something? And I thought, well, I like to go for rides in the car in, with the colors the way they are. It's like, whoa, it's unbelievable. You know, and that, that's all God created. Every single, he created color. He created the eyeball to see it. You know, he did all of this. He created depth, hills, all of this. So that's, how, that's what I dig is uh, going for rides. Or um, sometimes I, to, I don't know how it, whether it really restores my soul, but it makes me chill somehow. I zone out. I'll stare at uh, a football game on TV. They, this, uh, they're boring, I'm, I have to admit. They're very boring. Most of the time, they're way too long, for me anyway. However, they really, they, they kind of just like zone me out, and I usually take a nap. So, uh, or I thought of vacations. People will plan forever to go somewhere and, and do something. Um, so, yeah, where do people go? Where do we go? Uh, and then end up back with uh, St. Augustine said it this way, my soul is restless till it rests in God. So he understood, too, this, this ill at ease in the soul. Um, somehow David knew uh, so what did he do? He asked, and he sought. Um, it's, that is probably one of people will ask. On occasion, they'll wonder, okay, what makes you tick John as a Christian? Um, and I'll say, I'm on purpose. I'm intentional. Um, I'm going for it. Um, this is really, really true. No one grows in their passion for Jesus by accident. It doesn't just happen. Um, you can have mammoth experiences where you're like, uh, you know, captured by God and it's like, oh, but in the long, in the long course of uh, your, our lives, it's not going to happen by accident. It's gonna, there's going to be an intentional, on purpose, uh, going and asking. Uh, and I don't believe me. I say these things, and I know it, I relearn them. You know, I don't, I can't live, you and I can't live on the fumes of what we learned earlier. Just like the children of Israel, they could only collect the manna for that one day that would sustain them. The manna or the word or the fellowship with the Lord, the intimacy, you got to have it every day. And so there, there you go. Another part of this, all the days of my life. David, it, it's repeated. Uh, I have to go, I have to, once again, I have to go and I have to look. I have to seek it and I have to ask for it. Um, Jeremiah 29, uh, verse 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. 
So there's, a, there's an intention of going for it. And he says, uh, okay, then he says, that I, what is he seeking? What is he asking for? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All the days of my, what? It's like, okay. Um, so I start asking the Lord, okay, what did you want revealed about this? That I may dwell in the I thought, to dwell in something is to live in it. Like you dwell in a house or an apartment. You live in it. Um, or you, re you remain in that, that space. Um, here, or another kind of part of it, that I may dwell in the house. You're surrounded by that house. Like we're surrounded by this facility. And somehow David is getting this picture because there was no temple when he wrote this. Uh, so he wasn't, he didn't, ha there was no temple for him to think about going to and uh, doing what we usually associate with uh, Judaism and going to the temple and uh, incense and sacrifice. There was none of that. And yet he's talking about a temple and going to the house of the Lord and all that. Um, so... I'm persuaded that he had some kind of revelation of being surrounded by the presence of God. And he called it, he didn't have words. Words can escape us lots of times. He didn't have words for being surrounded. And so he, he refers to it as a house or a temple. And uh, being enveloped, I wrote down too. Um, Here's, this is, this is a, his scripture verse that really get, gets me too, is in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. It says that we are one spirit with him. It's like, oh my God. And you know, that kind of like, I'm surrounded. I'm in this. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Something to think about. It's like, oh my goodness gracious. Uh, okay, so the house of the Lord. The house of the Lord. Um, he's speaking about being surrounded. He's speaking about presence. Um, he's speaking about a condition of nearness to God. When he's, talking, when he's writing these words. And then... Uh, kind of what I just referred to and then went. Uh, we are, here it is, we're told that we are the temple of God. Oh boy. We are the temple of God. If you've joined yourself to God, if you are a believer, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Um. That's, that's your, our inheritance, that we are carriers. We're houses of the Holy Spirit. Um, God in us. God is in heaven. Figure this out. God is in heaven, and God is in me. And he's in you. It's the same time. It's like, it's too much. I'll just accept it. It is. It is. 
It is. Because uh, I, know, I know that I have the Holy Spirit in me. Um, I, here's the thing. All the days of my life, David says. He wants to be aware of this. All the days of his life, which again speaks to what I was saying um, before. It's an everyday it's an everyday feeding. It's an everyday asking. Um, not trying to get up by on the fumes of before or a big giant really, uh, experience. It's cool to have religious experiences, real spiritual experiences, where the God just where God just blows your mind, or you get knocked down on the ground and you're crying and foaming at the mouth and all this other stuff. Those are uh, you can't live off of that. As life goes on, those, those are cool things to thank him for, and to, but it's in the everyday. It's the everyday, on purpose, on task, um, because in the Bible we are likened to sheep. Um, we wander off. We get distracted. Um, or the other thing is what we can do sometimes is we will think something is going to bring that refreshment or restoration of our soul. Uh, when only the Lord, uh, my soul finds rest in God alone. Um, now I have a confession to make at this point. I don't even know how much time I've taken. Um, when it says that to get in the temple, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. Oh my gosh. What on earth? And I prayed about it and thought about it. What is, try, to, try that on. What is the beauty of God? What is beauty? You can give examples of beautiful things, but what is beauty? The beauty of God. Um, there's a fellow that Pat and I love to listen to. He has a four-disc set on just the beauty of God. And uh, so I'm not even going to... This is... You've never, maybe you've never heard it somebody say during a sermon, I'm not going any further with this. <laughs> that idea... If I get ever speak again, maybe I, I will speak on the beauty of God. But it, this ain't the day. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's really interesting. I was having my quiet time this morning. And God knew that I was stumbling over this whole idea of beauty. That I didn't know how to put it into words. And it was almost like he, he very... Uh, very nicely and gently said, you're experiencing my beauty right now, John. This is part of, this is part of my beauty is I'm with him in that stillness, in that quiet, in that safety. And so that helps. That, the, that beauty of God is in that temple. We are that temple. We are that house. I know there's a lot to kind of hold together in the, what I'm trying to say. Um, thinking of the beauty of God, I want to read uh, and kind of bring it to a close. 
Uh, here are some images that just, uh, they blow my mind. Um, so use your uh, anointed um, imagination and we'll ca you'll catch a little sliver of uh, the beauty of God. This is from Revelations. Uh, anyway, this is from the book of Revelations, uh, verse 4. It says, after this, I looked. Maybe it'd help if you closed your eyes and tried to imagine. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard said, come up here. I will show you what must take place after this. At once, I was in the spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian, a rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first creature, the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under their wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. I heard somebody say one time that those creatures, like, it's unreal. Imagine something as tall as this room. Massive. Covered with eyes. All they do all the time is, with all those eyes, is take in the beauty of, the beauty of God. And then I think, we're going to see that. We are going to see that. Yeah, it's exciting. And all they can, all they can say, all these living creatures can say to what they are experiencing in that place is, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So, I hope that I have helped you. It helps me to read the word, to examine it, to let it challenge me. Because um, I need as much as anyone to be on purpose, to be intentional, to get after it daily and not just go on the fumes of what once was. His, his here's scripture. His mercies are new every morning. Every morning. This day I'm going to face, 
I've never experienced before. He'll be new with me in it. He'll guide me new, new through it. So I need to remember those things when I think, yeah, maybe I'll stop there. <laughs> also keep going. <laughs>